five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Home Ice Edge Vantage Podcast. My name's Colin. This show is your home for all things Carolina Hurricanes and, you know, other random things that pop into our minds. Thank you for listening. Make sure you follow and share with your friends. As always, we appreciate it. Let's talk hockey. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 55 of the Home Ice Advantage podcast. We're going old school today here on the phone, Colin. Why does it have to be Boston? Yeah, so we're doing this now. We waited. Um, we wanted to for sure know the matchup, and then we did a little data collection and what have you. It's it's funny because I think you learned a lot about a person based on who they wanted to play. There are a large number of people who are like, yeah, give me the Bruins. And that has its own strengths and weaknesses. And there's a large number of people who are like, yeah, bring me the lightning. It's like, it's interesting to see like what people value. Like, do they value a two-time cup winner? Like, back-to-back cup winner. Do they value kind of the historical precedent? Do they, or precedent even, do they value, um, you know, I heard an argument that I thought was, like, funny, and I I don't really care who we play, to be honest. But I heard an argument Agreed. that was, I, I prefer the Lightning because we just want, like, they just ha- won't have as many fans in the building. Yeah. So it'll, it won't be, like, a war. There's a boogeyman aspect there. Well, I mean, if you're going to knock down the Giants, do it first. Yeah, and I wanted to talk about that a little bit. There's a lot of, like, oh, you have 2019, you have 2020, you know, Boston, 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 Boston. I just don't think a lot of that is relevant anymore. Um, They're so different as a team. Um, They're certainly, I'd argue, less tough. They're a little more skilled. Uh, This is not an attack on uh, Eric Holla, but he is – also, absolutely not. Um, David Krejci, right? Um, I like Allmark and Swayman. They are not to grass, right? So this is a different team. Like I'd say they're a little less goony, a little more skilled in previous years. Um, so let's get into it. I just kind of want to go over some kind of like matchups. And you can fill in where you think you have the need to fill in. So the records are actually pretty close, right? Um, one of the things about hockey records is even though we have way more points than them, maybe not way, but like about 10, I think it is, 10 or 8, it's like three or four wins. Um, the gap looks bigger than it is. Hurricanes 29, 8, and 4 at home. Bruins 26, 13, and 2 at home. We're the slightly better home team. Two of those losses come to us, right, at home. So there's something to be said for, yes, that's a strength for them, but we've already shown um, not only did we win there, we beat the shit out of them there. And uh, I don't remember. I think it was the first game, the 7-1 to game or whatever it was. I, there was like a big bot around that game too, and, and we because of the, the, the Prius stuff. And or was that the second? It doesn't matter when it was. Uh, I, I think that's a slight advantage to the Canes. Um, 
you get the away, 25-12 and 4 is Carolina Hurricanes, 25-13 and 3. So basically identical um, away spreads. Again, I don't – Boston can get loud. Uh, Boston is one of the few, like, dickhead fan bases that isn't, like, super corporate at the top either. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, that Rangers game, they were down 4-1 with the Metro on the line, and it was empty. I don't think it sold out. And that just doesn't happen at the Garden. Um, so, thoughts? Anything you want to? I mean, I think you're right that if you actually look at, like, each team's particular stats lines, it's all fairly similar. It's fairly close. Like, um, Moshan has the most points at 80. Alho has almost points at 81. Like, it, it, on paper, it looks like an even matchup. But yeah, yeah, I would say that or skill wise, we, we, we've just been doing that a little bit longer. You know, we they're still getting out of the goon phase, and we never had one. So yeah, I think in the way you put it is is pretty. I think these teams are actually really similar more than anything. I think they have more high end skill. I think Marshan is probably a hundred point player on this team if he was a hurricane. Um, I think uh, Bergeron would have probably around 80, 90 points as well. Uh, I think they have high, better high-end skill. Like, if you take their top two against our top two, um, I like I like them. But uh, they do have some depth scoring issues. Um, they, they'll always have the, the protection line. That's great. But even... You know, their first line, you have Bergeron, and you're, you're going to have Marshawn, and then DeBrusque is what they've been running. That's a good line, but it's not the perfection line. And then you have Pasternak, Paula, and what's-his-name, I don't remember, on the second line, which isn't a terrible second line. But I think you've got them there. I think you've got them third and fourth as well. I, I just think we're slightly better than them in a lot of different ways. Now, the thing that they'll have is the veteran leadership, right? There's just been a ton of runs before. Uh, you know, I thought about publishing kind of like a hate Bible for what to, like, talk trash about if it came to it in the game, you know? I'm not going to because I think it'll, in the future, it would just prepare people for the answers. Does that make any sense? Yeah. But one of the things about this Bruins team is that, you know, they've had a bunch of deep runs they've been to the finals three times since 2011 but they've only gotten one cup out of it so there's like a weird mix of like you know they're the bridesmaid and not the bride a lot but they're also in an opportunity to to be in that position a lot does that make sense um i think when you look to very similar in terms of face off virtually identical in terms of power play even to the point where their power play was also kind of disastrous late before finding some life at the very, very end of the season. I think it. you look at the penalty kill, which is maybe the Canes' biggest statistical advantage. They're at uh, 88%, or we're at 88%. They're at 81.3%. And that one, even with, even with that in mind, no Freddy for game one makes a difference, right? I mean, Freddie not being there will always make a difference. So, yeah. 
there is an interesting thing too, and this is kind of where if I had to pick, again, I don't think it matters. I think everybody in the East could win the cup this year. Um, outside of maybe the Capitals, but maybe like, I don't know, maybe they just get hot. Uh, I think everybody could win. Like this year, like if I told you that like the Preds or the Kings or the Oilers or maybe not the Oilers, but like the Stars, if I told you they won the cup, you'd be, you'd be in shock like if I came back from the future. But if I told you anybody from the East won, you'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. So, but one of the things I like about the Boston matchup more than the Tampa matchup is that I know that this hasn't been Vasilevsky's greatest year of all time. Um, playoff Vasilevsky is different, so we'll see. And you could argue, I think, pretty fairly that the the Bruins' goaltending situation is better than ours at the moment, considering um, we have a backup and a kid who's played three games. But Swayman and Olmark have never played a playoff game either. And they're both goalies capable. I personally, it looks like Olmark's going to be uh, game one. I personally like Swayman more, I think. I don't watch, I, I find their broadcast insufferable. I don't watch it, so I don't watch a ton of them. But I like Swayman. Um, but it's not like the idea of going. Ranta, who also doesn't have a start and has been kind of shelled in relief on not great teams, right? Um, the thought of him going into the playoffs versus uh, like a Vasilevsky or uh, Gorgiev is spookier than an Olmark and a Swayman to me. What do you think? I think, well, I'm going to take back just one step too. I think these storylines are just always. Like, you, you always have this storyline. Even if Freddie was happy and healthy. Do you know Franta played against the Bruins? I, I don't. I can put that. Give me a second. I don't um, think he did. If he did, it was one of them. But he did in the shutout game, the 6-0. Well, he's and, never started. Oh, you mean this year? Okay. Yeah, that'll yeah, did he Like, did he against Boston? Because Freddie was in net, I'm pretty sure. I'm, like, very positive. Uh, the 3-1 win at home. And I'm... Almost, I'm, I'm 99% sure that Freddie was in that for the shutout, the 6-0 game. My my overall point that I, I will get to as I'm looking this up is that these storylines will always be a thing. I don't know how much it really matters. Like this this might just be sports fans looking too much into it because even if Frederick Anderson was happy, healthy, you know the Vesna Kelfull goalie he's been, the storyline would be well he's never won a first round. You know, he's only ever yeah. played for the Leafs. Does he know he how to win? He has pretty good numbers in the playoffs, by the way. It's like 9-26, 9-19, 9-12. So a lot of those, I would argue, and I read a lot when they signed Anderson, because that was the knock, right? Like, oh, why would you do this? Uh, and the knock, or there was, like, there were a lot of people who were like, hey, Freddie Anderson lost a lot of 2-1 hockey games in the playoffs. And that uh, we saw it last year, too, where how much of it is Freddie Anderson and how much of it is um, Leafs forwards can't score playoff goals? I don't know. Um, but And I think you're right, too. You, you know how I try to think about it? And I wonder if you'll, you'll, you'll sign on this. I do think you're right where, like, there's a number of storylines where in hockey where, like, who knows, right? 
but I do think it helps. You want to have as many storylines, like as many like kind of like, like, oh, well, do you know actually it's actually this on your side in the playoffs as possible. And I think ultimately the Hurricanes do have the majority of little storylines in their favor. Uh, Roger did not play against Boston all this season. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to speak. It's hard to kind of predict because because of the goaltending situation. Olmark has looked good recently. He's also occasionally been a huge disaster for them. Um, and we also obviously have a huge question mark in net. It's going to be a really tight game. I think ultimately, and this is what I was th- you don't need extra motivation in the playoffs, right? Like everybody wants to beat everybody to the playoffs. Like you, you really slog through a regular season for this opportunity. But I do think the way that the Hurricanes are going to have to play against this Bruins team, which is what we've seen in spurts all year, right? Where you're going to get six or seven shots. Maybe one of them will be a high danger. And they're going to get pushed to the outside and they're going to beat you in the neutral zone. And they're going to just wear you the fuck out on the other end. I think that that's easier when you don't like the other team and want to beat them. You know, I, I compete in a ton of things to this day, like, you know, card games and video games and whatever. And like, you know, I've put money down to be in these tournaments and play and win. You always want to win. But when you're playing somebody you don't like, it it is a difference. You are like, yeah, because you just want it that much more. It, and I, I think, like I said, I think there are enough small kind of tags, is maybe what I'll call them, in the Canes' favor in this playoff series that I feel good. I mean, I feel good either way. I think this goes back to your point of, like, I didn't care even if we did play Tampa. Like, I was just ready for the playoffs. I did not care who our matchup was. Yeah. I mean, we're going to – you're going to have to be really – you're going to have to be – and who knows who comes out of the West. Sometimes you get what happened last year where Tampa uh, played the Panthers, who were probably the second – or third best team in the East, and then they played us, who were the second or third best team. We'll just say their side of the bracket. You know what I mean? Yeah. The third team in the East, and then they played the Islanders, who if they're not first or second or third, they're fourth, and they play a real brand of of playoff hockey. And then, so you, I mean, the the Lightning really battled, like really, really battled some very good teams, and uh, and then you play Montreal. Sometimes that does happen. But to get to the East, you're going to play a good team. So I don't think it matters. Um, if it's Boston, you know, say la vie. So what are your – Although – Go ahead. I just, although if – I don't want the chance to ever win a Stanley Cup and not have the opportunity to go through Boston. No, because I think that, that's insane. Nope, I, I don't care. Wow. Nope. I hate them so much. I want to always beat them. No, like, I don't think. Cause I don't think like I just don't know if it matters. Cause you're gonna oh, end up hating. Like, did you ever have any feelings on the Preds before last year? No. No. Now you don't like them. You know, probably like you. You probably 
like them more because they're just out of your your purview, you know. You don't have to play them eight times. You're not in the playoffs against them. But if you hadn't played Boston and you had played, like, I, I used to kind of like Tampa because of uh, Santa Lee and Javi Bullen. Nikolai Javi Bullen is an all-time great hockey name. And uh, now I hate – I have a bunch of friends who live in the area who are loose hockey fans who cheer for them. I dislike them a lot more now than I previously did. And if we play them again, I'll probably dislike them more. So I just think the uh, the Bruins thing is whatever. I, I, I think people make that into more of a thing than it is. No. Personally. They've tormented the franchise for 50 years. Yeah, but I wasn't around for any of that. Like, none of that matters. Your team wouldn't exist if it was up to Boston. That's the point. Yeah, so the Cardinal and that, we exist. And, like, to me, like, honestly, it I don't know. Like, it just doesn't really – if they played in the Metro, it would probably matter to me. But I have more kind of, like, sour grapes with, like, the Caps than I do the Bruins and probably the Rangers and stuff. Like, I don't really – I don't like the Bruins for sure, but, I mean, Scott Walker, like, defeated them single-handedly, right? And he, like, boxed Aaron Ward, like – I think there's been twice we've been hammered at my house before a game where I pulled that clip up and then the goal. Like, to me, I just don't – it is a rivalry. I'm not trying to say that, but it's not like – it's not – I don't know. Like, I just don't – like, I don't care about things that happened before I was born. Okay. Like, if that was true, like, do you, like – do you, like, hold a, a deep reverence and fear for the Canadians? I mean, if they were any good, yeah. But they have all this history, you know. Yeah, and you I, have to. That's also different. Like, so the real stat is like eighty percent of the time we've been eliminated, it's been by Montreal or by the Bruins. But it goes so much deeper with the Bruins. Like, they've literally since the inception of this franchise and the WHL have tried to undermine it and destroy it. Yeah, but they no, and it didn't matter. Like, I, I just think that, like, people are, like, falling into this, like, little brother mentality or this, like, gotta get a mentality. Yo, 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 yo. They refer to our second-line center as a priest. Yeah, and they're also paying Eric Halla, who we gave up for that guy. Like, you know, okay. I don't care. Okay. Yeah, I, I just think that, that that part is kind of overstated. Can you name a single person on well, – I guess you probably can because they've been the same team forever. Can you can you name a single person who eliminated the Canes in 98 who was on that team? Uh, Charles Stone. Can you name a single person? No. Can you, can you name a single person? Yeah, I don't care. You know? I, I don't even mean that in a like, oh, you can't name that guy. You're not about it. I, I just mean that like – who gives a fuck? Like, I'm not worried any more about the Bruins than I think they're dickheads. I think they have they're they're a lot like they're really just a perfect mirror of Boston sports, where they have a lot of like good, passionate fans, and they have a lot of dickhead fans. So I don't know. I'm not trying to rant. I just I feel like that's, that that whole thing is so overstated.
Okay, you can be wrong. That's fine. I'm not, but that's fine. So then the last thing I want to talk to you about is we're going to do predictions after this. Um, this does not count as a sports jinx. I think you and I, even if we don't feel great about it, Tampa's a great example. I don't think we felt great heading into Tampa last year. I wouldn't have bet it, but we picked the Canes to win in a way that we thought made sense, right? Um, so just keep that in mind. Sports gods, this is not a jinx. Uh, we're just, you know, who knows? But the, the uh, what do you think is kind of like the match? Like, who do you think flips this series for both teams either way? Like, what's the matchup that you look at? The easy one is the goalies, right? But what's the matchup that you think where you're like, man, if this goes this way or that way? I don't even know if we look at the goalie matchup just because we're so unpredictable. Like, we, you, you literally have no idea who's going to start game three in this moment right now. Like, I would not feel comfortable putting any money on it whatsoever. But I don't know. It's, it's going to sound so stereotypical, but, like, you know, it would be really cool if Jordan Starr – if Jones Stahl could stay hot, that'd be fucking awesome. I mean, I'm not worried about Jacob Slavin being a fucking bamf. He always is. It'd be really cool if Vincent Trocek could ramp up some production. But I'm like, I'm, I'm so, I, I can't say it because that is asking for the wrath of sports gods. I'm, I'm not worried. Like, of course, anything can happen, but I'm not worried. Yeah, I think. If we look at the lines here, so you've got, like I said, so first line, Bergeron, Marchand, DeBrusque is probably better than I think the Kings will run um, uh, Ajo, Taravine, and Jarvis, but it's close. It, what what sucks for that is that Marchand is a real X factor, and Bergeron is Aho and Jordan Stahl combined. Little little less production, I think maybe, but um, a problem, a fucking problem, right? And then second line, and this is this is kind of why I'm bringing this up. I think the matchup here is Halvatrocek. I think it's going to be decided there. I think. They're going to play that Bergeron line against the Ajo line a lot at home. We're going to play Stahl against that line a lot, I think. Um, I, I think those lines will be more or less canceled out by each other. But the Hala, the Hala-Trocek matchup is key. If Trocek, Trocek is much better defensively than Hala. Hala is not as fast as he used to be. I think Trocek is actually maybe a little bit faster than him now. I'm not crazy worried about Taylor Hall. And then Pasternak is a problem, right? Holy so, shit. I forgot about Taylor Hall. Anyways, keep going. Yeah, so that, that line is going to be a problem. And keeping them in line, a large part of that is going to be Trocek. It's going to be, I assume they're going to run Trocek, Natchez, um fetch as a second line if I, I think at the end of this however however it like goes right i think if you look at it and the bruins won it's because their second line was better than ours or vice versa because if you look at their bottom 
you know, Hoyle, Smith, Lazar, Felino, uh, Frederick, uh, what, what's the other guy's name? I don't care. Uh, I like our bottom six way more than I like theirs, whatever it it will look like. So I I think you'll get the little depth cheapies here and there. I think that's a battle we'll win. I think we'll mostly cancel each other out on the first line. I think their first line is better. I think they will probably slightly win there. The second line is where it is. That's the battle. So I think that's probably the most important. I think if that falls into place, I think we win. I think that also brings up the fair point of what Kakanyemi on the fourth is like. What is what is he going to be like? I mean, I realize he got three points. Everybody's healthy. Who, who do you think? Who are the two that you think uh, are healthy scratches? I mean, that directly depends on them. I guess Boston. The, the question is with Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we need Ethan Bear. Uh, not mm-hmm. that we don't need. I don't think we'll use Ethan Bear. Excuse me. I think Ethan Bear is absolutely like Ethan Bear. Chatfield is going to be your your D three pairing next year. I think he's a piece for the future. I don't think. I don't think he's there yet. Yeah, and it's nothing against the player. Yeah. Um, I think he could play. I think if, if Brennan Smith or Ian Cole or somebody got hurt and he was like playing those minutes. I think I think we could still win a cup with him, but I think all things equal right now for the next five, six weeks, who you got, I don't think he's the best playing. I don't disagree. And then, hmm. The other one's interesting. I guess Stepan, mm-hmm. but Rod really likes to throw Stepan in. Stepan, 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 it doesn't matter. And every once in a while. So I don't know that. Um, no you don't have to say probably, it with such a hard P. It's where you're like tripping yourself up. You're like, yeah, Derek, step on. And you're like, why does that sound weird? <laughs> Is it really just step on? Step on. Stepping? It doesn't. Who the fuck cares? I mean, I'm sure he does. I apologize. But I mean, also, if anything, it's really just what do we think the two healthy scratches are going to be in game one? Because we both know that Rod Brindamore is going to change it up in game two and then game three and then game four. Because that man never stops messing with his lines. I don't think you'll see much. I, I don't think. I don't think you'll see much line changes, like lineup changes. You'll see your line changes. That's what he does. I don't think you'll see a crazy amount of lineup changes in the playoffs unless. Losing or injury dictates. Like, as a whole or in each series? Probably both. So let me, let's riddle this one. Do you, what do you think Kock and Yemi is going to be able to do with that fourth line? Because he, he's, he's not a fourth line player. He's, he has more skill than that. So, mm-hmm. theoretically, he should be able to pick up on the advantage that whoever the fourth line is for Boston, I'm sorry, I don't know, is not as good as him. But he, in the past month, he's also played, like, two games. Mm-hmm. So, that that's an interesting point, though. Where do you think Kakanyemi is going to go in this round? Do you think he's going to be able to I think, Yeah, I think he is a huge... Um, 
huge uh, piece in this, right? Um, it. I don't know. I. This is how I look at it. Your first line's easy, right? Your second line. I think when you play Natchez, you also want to play Domi, and you can. That's a very natural second to fourth switcheroo. You know what I mean? I really like that as an option because you. Do you remember when we got him and I was like, oh, well, we're going to fight. Like, one of them is going to start going, and that's the one who's going to get the ice time. I think they both started, like, half going. Domi's probably been playing slightly better. So, like, maybe you do start him second line and Nature's fourth, and whoever whoever catches it, swap. And and put that on the second line. Um, I also like Nature's more – like, a lot more defensively than Domi, who tries but is not um, – not as he doesn't have the same vision – um, and so third line, untouchable, right? Stall, Foss, Nita Ryder. I think for sure Domi's going to play. And I think for sure Martinuk's going to play. And I think for sure KK plays. He'll be the center. And you're going to sit, step on, and you're going to sit Lorenz. I really like Stefan. I don't know. You're not going to not start Martinuk. And in my honest opinion, KK Domi Stefan is really good. I think if if you remove like what it would do to the locker room, you know, Martinuk is the the heartbeat of the team and all that good stuff. I think that's your play. Um, I don't think there's a big enough difference between those two to make that worth doing necessarily, but um, I think that'll end up being your fourth line. I think Stefan and Lorenz will will not play. Okay, personally. So, um, okay. Kiki has What's to be good. Then, then? Do you? Oh, I guess you agree with Bear. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, the only. The thing I like about Bear, and he, I thought, played really well, and then COVID, and lost, and then started to get it back, and I thought it was basically back to being himself and kind of lost it again. Um, whatever. He's young. People forget, and I, I think this is because of the great success that, you know, Fox and McCarr and all these guys have had. Defensemen normally don't start getting like really good until like 26, 27. And then they have longer kind of primes. So I'm not super worried about it or anything like that. I just, but I, so I guess what I'm saying, the one thing I missed with him and he hasn't played well enough, I think to like for this option to be worth it, but he was the prime candidate on the team to play bottom six. And then if you're up one with five minutes left, Tony's on your bottom pair. Because he's, he's also got range and his defense first. So uh, I, I hate not having that. You're, you're going to lose a game because of that in the playoffs. Hopefully it's not a critical one. Um, so. I guess while we're here, I should also congratulate you on winning the uh, dark horse bet. Yeah, you, yeah. Thank you. you. 
How many points did Cock and Yumi get to? It's like 39. I think I'm probably going to buy this shirt all the same, to be honest with you. I was so pissed. No one else was in the bone with us, obviously. But that fourth period, when he scored three points, I was like, this motherfucker. He's had all season. And he decides, final game against the Devils. Oh, let me blow this up. I was so pissed. I mean, he's a good player. 55 was just too high. Well, you basically thought yeah, he was going to come in and be like, like Trocheck. No, first of all, 55, it was a dark horse bet. That was the point of it. Um, like, you in, know what your mistake was in this, I think, personally? And this is on the podcast record. Oh, my God. Is that I tried to give you the point-to-game bet, and you didn't take it, which is bewildering to me. Because that was like a – that was a crazy bet, it, it, which didn't hit. I was trying to let you off the hook, but you were like, no. I'm still like – at the end of the day, that kind of just is what it is. Yeah. So I bought – like 13 point bought me shy of it. Black Slavin. Yeah. Um, I think we had talked about it being a Freddie jersey. You and I talked about it. And it's a bit of a sports jinx to do it before he's resigned. Um, when and if the Canes do resign him, which I think they will. But you remember, I mean, last year, Colin, we were at a game and he'd been kind of thinking about buying a jersey forever. It was a Preds game. The Canes were kind of getting outplayed the first period, if I recall. Second period scored, I think it was three goals in like five minutes. And I believe Reimer had a shutout. It was either Reimer or Nick. It was was Peter. it? Yeah. That sucks. So, uh, so Peter throws – you were like, yeah, if he throws a shutout, I'll buy a jersey. Because you're just like wanting to buy a jersey. So, throws a shutout. Everything's great. And then you bought the Dougie Hamilton jersey. And I was like, I don't know, man. That's a bit of a sports jinx. They're like, nah, it'll be fine. Now we're here. Well, I'm really getting more predictions. Dougie Hamilton did not look good with the Devils. I mean, we make light of it. That team is really kind of behind its rebuild. You know who they kind of remind me of? Who? Don't they feel a little Buffalo-y to you when you're like, they should be coming out of this like rebuild, but you're squinting at it and you're like, yeah. I don't know. Like, they have their, like, three or four guys. And Buffalo more or less had to re-rebuild. Now, credit to Kevin Adams. He's done a pretty good job there. I think that team will get to 90 points next year. Yeah, what, what did they finish at, like, just under half of the league? They were, like, 20, something like that. I, I think they're at, like, 80-ish points. See that? I mean, that for the predictions that they got at the beginning of the season, incredible. That is an yeah. incredible move by them. But they, but, they but what were they like? One you know, the the pandemic season, or I guess the bubble season and the the pandemic season. They those are supposed to be years one and year two of the end of their rebuild, and it was another year, and it'll probably be another year or two more. You know, they're now finally moving in the right direction. So I wonder about that with Jersey. Um, I, I, I just did not think Dougie looked good. 
they're playing off the string, so it's really hard to evaluate players, I think, when, you know, they're just they, – I think they had one more game, too, so they were just like, get us the fuck out of here. Um, it's, so let's get into it's hard. they have faced ahead. injuries and just to wrap up the Dougie segment because I was a hard Dougie uh, fan there was the Devils fell into the trap of expecting him to produce the same way he did in Carolina with Thor players and they yeah. don't have the talent for him to be able to do that and we're starting to see this kind of Jacob Slavin effect where you know, Dougie was not good defensively before he got here, right? That was the rub. And then he was fine. He could obviously kind of vanish, but generally speaking, he was fine on defense, right? And he got all of this Corsi love, which Jacob Slavin did not. And people – one of the things I love about Dom LeCision is that he actually talks – it might be LeCision like that, but one of the things that I, I love about his reading is he was like, yeah, for whatever reason um, – Slavin is like the 39th best or 19th best defenseman in my like build, which is obviously not true. And he was basically like, I, I assume that it's just giving credit to Dougie. That's something I'm like looking to work on. Like it's always a work in progress, these models. Right. And uh, what we've seen this year is that Dougie was not, I think his underlying numbers numbers are tremendously bad defensively in New Jersey and um, Tony D'Angelo, who was described as an extreme black hole, uh, has been good. He's, I mean, he's been basically Dougie, right? Like, he's fine. He's got the things he does well, the things he doesn't. You know what? You know what the crazy part about it is? You know um, Jacob Slavin has 42 points this season? Yeah. If he had gotten a 60, it, it, what sucks for him – it, it, it's not the points well, are just up across the league, but if there's that's been, never where I was going to take it. That's never where I was going to take it. Did you ever check in to see where uh, Dougie finished? Slavin has more points than Dougie Hamilton. Slavin has more points than Dougie Hamilton. Dougie, Dougie only got like thirty points. One or two, right? He had yeah. thirty on the dot. Now he was hurt. He had played eighty-two games. He probably gets there because D'Angelo ended up close to 50 and was also hurt, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just uh, I'm glad that he got his welcome back when he was hurt so that he could enjoy it because he did not enjoy his next visit to Raleigh. And that guy will eventually score like a game winner or a big goal and feel really good. But sucks. It's a rough deal. Just want to be deal. wanted. Anyways, prediction. Want to be wanted. Yeah, so I'll let you go first. Are we doing like a full bracket here? Let's do Let's do the Canes. And then we'll do – I didn't have an around the league prepared because I don't really care about anything that's happening right now with the playoffs. But we'll do we'll – do, we'll, do, we'll do the Canes. We'll be pretty in depth with that, and then we can just kind of like shoot from the hip on the other seven matchups. I mean, uh, spoiler alert here: I think the Canes are going to win. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I honestly, I expect in like six games, 
Pats. I have to be 100% honest here. I don't think we're going to jump out of the gate fucking ruthless, uh, even though I wish we would. So I'm going to expect it to take six games. I'm assuming Freddie's going to come back for the end of this series. So we're going to get that nice storyline moment and just in time for him to win a, uh, a fourth round. Interesting. I think this has been a hard series for me to gauge because of the nature of Boston fans that, you know, uh, Mikey Grinelli, who is the producer for the Spit and Chitlitz podcast, we've crushed them all year. They had just lost 5-2 to the Leafs, and then he goes, give me Carolina, Boston, and six. It's like, what the hell am I supposed to do with that, you know? Uh, And uh, there are a lot of the, like, Boston – fans who are in sports media are taking them. I think I think Kane's in five. I think you have a really good chance of Kane's in five. I think if you play a game six or a game seven, that's not good. I think that starts to tilt more. And obviously, it tilts more and more in Boston. But um, you're going to have one game, kind of the classic Kane's game, where you're going to lose 3-1 and you outshot them 41-29 to 29 or something like that, right? Or you're going to have a game where the goaltending just isn't Freddie Anderson, and sometimes that happens. You cannot have both in this series. You cannot give two games to the Bruins. can't give two games to anybody. But when you don't have – I don't think the Canes will steal a game this series. I think they will win – Right, not convincingly. I, I mean, like you'll look at it and go, "Yeah, they probably should have won." They will win the games and win. Um, you cannot throw two games to the Bruins because this may be this may be it for them. If Bergeron retires, they're in trouble, and um, cannot give them two games. Canes in five. If it goes six, See, it's a coin. If it goes seven, it's... I like. Boston, personally. The reason I'm assuming it's going to be six is I hate to say it, but the past, and this could be totally, to say this galaxy braining it, it could totally not be true. I could just be an idiot, uh, which I feel like I've proven more than enough in this podcast. But in my head, I feel like we're going to give up a game that we shouldn't lose, but we do because someone loses a man, there's a puck in the net, and fuck. And then they'll, I mean, yeah, Boston will get one. Game. Boston's good enough to get one, like one game. So that's two. Four, six, that's a series. I mean, four, two, that's a series. But I can see that happening. Yeah, I just, I'm hoping, and this is harder to do in the playoffs, but the Hurricanes have done this against really, really good teams in the past. If they get up, and if they can survive the one period, let me like briefly like just kind of when I look at game, the really good team like sometimes you just scab away a win that happens, but really 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 good teams have two good periods in one period where the other team's also paid to play, right? And when the Canes are at their absolute best, they really kind of not so much survive as like make your paid to win period more difficult than it probably is for a lot of other teams. 
and they beat the shit out of you during there too. I think they're going to have to do that more or less every game to make this work. Because the Bruins are not that much worse than you, and they're the same team as you. So they're going to be doing the very same things to you. Now you're younger. You're probably a little bit faster. Uh, you you are more skilled top to bottom, but they probably have more high end. You, that, I don't know. That's how that's how it has to go for me for the for the Canes to, and they could win in six and seven. I, I I think you make a good. Basically, you're just giving the Bruins an outright win and then one of my losses, which fits fits what I'm talking about. But yeah, I you think just don't want seven, that. You don't want that. We give them a loss to happen at all, but it's funny not giving it to them. Yeah, I think we could. I mean, we have a fifteen goal differential. I mean, and I, they got better. They got. Lindholm and what's his name? Um, Swept them in the season series, but I, you know, yeah, they're better. They've been better since the deadline, but yeah. All right, so let's. Um, do you have the matchups up? Or do you want me to pull them up? No, I have them up. So, do you want to do just like quick shots? Who do you think we're going to win each round, or do you want to dive in? Yeah, we'll, we'll do. Um, you know what? I'll make you a deal. I'm going to take back. The cock and Yumi T-shirt. The fuck! I will. I get nothing. I will. I will bet you. You will give me a T-shirt. So what we'll do is we'll we'll pick through. We'll do like the NHL pickums, right? We'll just do games and let's, um, winner. Let's not do shorts. Get, let's do a puck. I was about to say I will buy you a signed puck versus um versus the T-shirt. I don't. I'm not a big signed puck guy just fades away. No, but you're you're a big puck guy. I was just thinking puck in general. Okay, that's fine by me. What what we'll do is one point for picking the team, uh two points if you get the number of games right. If the team won. Okay. So if you okay. pick like pens over Rangers and six and the Rangers win on six, nothing. But if you pick pens over Rangers and six and that happens, you get three. If pens win in four, you get one. Make sense? Yep. Alright, I'm writing this down, so Okay, so, I mean, we're Carolina things, what do you think? But I said Carolina in six, you said Carolina in five. Ooh, you know what might be fun? If you get the Hurricanes right, it's double points. If you get the games right. So I'll take five and you can take six. Yeah. So Kane six. So Kane and then five. Just, just to be clear, like, say we sweep Boston, each get a point because we picked a team, but neither one of us get a point because we didn't pick the game. Right. Sweet. Okay, the next matchup is Rangers versus Philly. Uh, Philly, excuse me, uh, Pittsburgh. I'm going to go Pitts and seven. Pins and seven. Mm. This one's tricky for me because the Pins have not been playing well, but I don't think the Rangers are actually that good. Um, that I think next year. There. I think, and you and I have talked about this, We'll see what this Rangers team looks like when Gorgiev is a top five goalie, not the best goalie in the world, and when Chris Kreider scores 35 and not 52 or three or whatever he ended up with. I'll, I'll go pins and six. Okay. Uh, next, we got Tampa and the Leafs. Just because I'm an asshole, I'm going to say Tampa and seven. All right. Leafs and six. Okay, then we got uh, the Capitals uh, and the Panthers. I'm going to say Panthers five. 
goaltending is not good in Washington. And I think it's also not it, good in Florida. Yeah, but the the horsepower um the horsepower on the other end is not the same, you know. It's like we're in a race and you're like, Yeah, you know, the tires run great on one car, but one of us is driving an Audi and one of us is driving an F one car. Um I'm sorry, you said Panthers and what? Five. I'll push. Panthers and five. I was thinking four, but we'll call. We'll go five. I think then, if they split the home, this could actually go six or seven. If they split the game from Florida, I think if they go down two zero, I think the Caps are toast. Personally, because there are a lot of locker room issues with that team, and they just kind of like won enough to make those go away this year. But I think when things start going poorly, if they start going poorly in the playoffs. I think um, I think uh, I think you'll start to see those those issues come back up again. So. The interesting part about those two matchups, well, I guess not these two, but between with Capitals and Pens at the beginning of the season, it was both of us being like, ah, I don't know, and here they are in the playoffs. So. Well, I picked. Don't forget too, I picked Philly to uh, to make it, and I I thought the the Penguins' time was done. So yeah. Well, it could still be the last ride. Let's find out. But um, switching over to the West, we have the Abs and Predators, and I'm mm-hmm. more than happy saying Abs and five. Know what to be ultra disrespectful? Abs and four. One of my good friends, Chase, shout out to Chase, is he's new to hockey, but he's He's gotten into the Preds over the last three or four years. And this year has been – he's really taken like a kind of feet-first plunge into the Preds. I I think the Preds are scary. Um, I think they will beat the shit out of you. I think that UC Saros, and we're going to get to him here in a second, um, is a problem. He's very fast. You can't beat him left to right. You have to get him on the rebound, and the Preds are a problem when it comes to getting rebounds in the playoffs. Also, most of the good teams in this league don't give up a ton of rebounds. They don't give a fuck. That team finishes. Forsberg and uh, Duchesne will fly up and down the ice on you. I watched a play this year, Colin. It was um, Seattle, who is not the Avalanche, right? But it was Darcy Kemper. Not Darcy Kemper, uh, Grubauer. Grubauer and Net, where they missed a shot. Uh, Grubauer or uh, Forsberg from their zone skates from their faceoff circle to the uh, Kraken faceoff circle, blows by some guy in center ice, bar down, goal. They're good. Was it I would probably, who I would, literally just skated into his own cage and fell down as if it was a Muppet? They're saying his ankle is rolled. He uh, he may play game one. They don't know. I think this series will surprise people. If I was not a stand-up guy, I would probably say abs and six. But I love non-traditional hockey markets. Present seven. Wow. Okay. 
Um, moving on, because not a lot of time left, but uh, the Blues and the Wild. I'm going to be honest Yeah, that's going to be honest with you. It's a tough one. Um, I want to give it to the Wild because, I don't know, Flores just had a rough go of it. <laughs> if anyone deserves to get to the second round this year, it's uh, Mark andre But I don't know if that's enough for a reason. Yeah, I personally, I trust the Wild goaltending more than I trust the Blues. I think the Blues are overall better in terms of their forwards and their decor. I'm going, but also the thing to keep in mind with the the Wild more than anything is they're a little banged up. Guys are day-to-day coming in. And also, uh, they're going to lose guys next year. Like Seattle is gone next year. Uh, they, they, they saved a bunch of money on the cap this year by cutting, uh, freezing. What's his name? The defenseman. And, uh, but they, they have like 10 million dead cap next year. We're going to go blues in six. I don't, I don't want to do it. I think you, um, I, I think both these teams look drastically different next year after getting bounced in the first round, whichever one it is. I'm going to say Wild in seven, just to be okay. respectful. Yeah. I don't know how to feel on this. I literally just picked one as a cup winning captain. That's it. I just really I feel for Flory. That's that's all it is. That's why I mean I don't think they're going to win. That's why I gave them to game seven, but. Sure, I'll give it to I'll give it to Mark Andre. Uh, the next one is Calgary for Dallas, and I, I mean I feel like this one's an easy pick. That it's going to be Calgary in like five, maybe six. I'll go six, I guess, because I have to. Yeah, I like but Calgary in six as well. I feel like Dallas was trying so hard to make sure that uh, Vegas can make the playoffs, and they just couldn't make it happen. So. Yeah, they'll they'll get one game where. That Pavelski-Robertson line is really fun to watch, and they're very good. They'll get one game where those guys are pretty good, and it just kind of that's a proud team, and you'll get one Ottinger game. And then I think Calgary, the uh, the uh, the the Stars are highly rebound dependent, and the uh, Flames do not give up a lot of those. So I don't think this will be – I actually thought – I would have I, – I thought, um, like, it's kind of like I took the I, – I can see the Preds doing it, right? If I squint, I can see the Preds beating the Ants. I think they beat them three times in the regular season. I would have bet Preds over Preds Flames with, like, odds. That was the plan. Before that, I watched that Arizona game. It was a travesty. But I would have bet that game. I would have bet that series for the Preds. So, uh, I I don't know. We'll see. Okay. And then the final matchup of the playoffs is the Oilers and L.A. Huh? Got to be honest with you, did not follow L.A. at all. So, I have no idea about them. And so I want to side with the Oilers because, you know, Connor McDavid. So, um, I mean, I guess, I guess Oilers in like six, but I don't really know. To be honest on this one. 
Tom, can I tell you about my two favorite eras that have existed, like two teams I've loved, um, just kind of growing up as a guy in hockey, in the hockey when the Kings weren't very good. Okay. I love those um, 90s, and I didn't watch them then, but I love those late uh, Avalanche teams, Foot and Forsberg and Waugh. I love them. I love them to death. I love that, what was it, 2010 to 2014 Kings team. Very proud. Dustin Brown, first ever American-born captain to win a Stanley Cup, announces that he's retiring at the end of this playoff run. Yeah. They're missing Drew Doughty. And I think that is going to really hurt them. If if it was just the kids and then Kopitar and Brown and Dowdy and Quick, who's been really good this year. Jonathan Quick, again, another American board silver medalist, 2010. Jonathan Quick quietly having a very good year. I think sixth or seventh in the NHL and uh, expected goal saved. That's me, that guy. He scored himself twice last week. But, yeah, keep going. So, I think that... The Oilers are very skilled. They are very fragile. They have no depth. You've got uh, Kovatar, a selfie candidate. You've got Ducharme on that team from Montreal. Remember when he shut down that Maple Leafs line all through the playoffs last year? Now with King. King from six. Okay. Oil is soft. And they're not going to – they're not – if Drew Doughty was here, I'd – I'd expect a real, real run. Unfortunately, here's not. The, here's the thing about the Oilers, too. And, I, you know, a lot of gets joked about how they don't have a defense. And that's 100% fucking true. Um, what I think is very evident by the fact that you literally look at, look at the offensive firepower they have on their team. And they're still, like, awful. Like... To have well, this is the. Uh, this I don't know. Do you remember? And this is like Adam Wilde's main job, other than being like the business manager of the SP. What is it? SDPN. Is he has these like hot radio takes? And uh, I've watched them less and less because of it, but I see them more and more in the wild because of it. So it's working to his credit, right? His main argument to Austin Matthews is better than. Uh, McDavid, and this is before Austin Matthews was going to score 60 goals, is that uh, Dreisaitl and McDavid, from an analytics perspective, are terrible defensively. The entire team is. Like, that, so, that's the problem. You have Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid, who, or perhaps your best two pairs since you traded Gretzky to L.A., and, like, you can't get anything done with it. Not because, perhaps, it's for sure. Huh? Not perhaps, it's for sure. Fair enough. But you have these two, like, literally franchise players that any other team would kill 17 people for, without question. And you get nothing for it because you act like your blue line doesn't matter. Well, we'll just outscore them. How is that working for you? Not well. Well, they didn't act like that, too. They paid Darnell Nurse. They paid Tyson Berry. I, ultimately, what this comes down to is this Kings team. This is an end of an era. 
They they literally gave Dustin Brown back the C for I don't know if it was just that home game, but I believe it's for the playoff run. Um, Dustin Brown, the only like classic good guy, gave the C up to Anza Kovatar when he like uh, Dustin Brown became a, a fourth liner, like a third fourth liner, like he lost a step such as life. Uh, I think this Oils team is soft. I think much like the Caps, if the if they are going into game four in LA down two one. I don't know if that they have that like in them to to do. So we'll see. So what did we disagree on? We disagreed on Kings Oil Oilers. We disagreed Blues Wild. We don't really disagree as Preds, but I, I bet what I bet. And I took the Leafs over Tampa. I just feel like they're due. I don't have any. It's hard. Like they're both really good. Um, I feel like they're due, and it also feels like Austin Matthews might have a playoff hat trick. Yeah, actually, I'm gonna be quite honest with the Tampa and Leafs one. I had to go with Tampa because I have no statistics to support that Toronto can win a fourth round. Like that's literally it. Yeah, they. I mean, they played. They played. None of it matters, right? Like, they're a really good team. They played Tampa really well during the regular season. They played Montreal really well the year before. Um, they get to these game sevens. Like, we'll see. But I think this is the year. Part of me hopes it isn't the year, and they'll blow it up, and we can get, we can get like, Mitch Marner or somebody. Because they'll never trade Matthews. But we can get Mitch Marner on a little – well, sweetheart, there's trade. still a ton of uh, Leaf fans that are like, well, when Matthew's contract's up, he's going to Arizona. I can tell you what he does not want to do. Play in a college okay, arena. Not. Now, they may pay him through the nose. But the thing to keep in mind, and this is like, players generally don't want to play in Toronto. Because A, the, the market is brutal. Now, Austin Matthews likes the attention. Not in a negative way. Like, he likes He's a fashion guy. He's friends with Justin Bieber. Like, he likes being a star, right? He he goes to all the big fights and shows and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But Austin Matthews' other issue, and this is one everyone hates, taxes. Specifically, Ontario taxes. So, I would be more worried, like, if maybe they offer him, like, 16 mil, and I don't think Arizona has to take taxes. They're due, they're very low. But whatever, we're locked in. We'll do... Do Do we want to do one after every game? No, we'll do one after each round. Oh, a podcast? Yeah, we'll do one after every game. Why not? We just won't do full podcasts. We'll do like a quick hit after the game, put it up the next morning, it'll be fine. All right, I've been one over. All right. Okay. Adios, sir. Go Canes. Go Canes. Thank you for listening to the Home Ice Advantage podcast. As always, we very much appreciate it. Please follow and share with your friends. Send it to your Aunt Betty. Knock on your neighbor's door. Email it to a teacher, your boss, who cares? Just make sure you share it. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time.